So today, everybody, on another episode, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, thanks for doing all you guys have done on every episode. We have Irene Chiaia, who has given our time today on this Sunday, as we record on this Sunday evening. She is a radio, she was the radio presenter, she's been a music journalist, and now she's the assistant producer and audio editor for FUBAR Radio and Insulin Radio. And she's given us her time today. How are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? Thank you very much for having me. It's 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 a pleasure, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's nice to like again, it's nice to get a, a female rather than all the males I've had. I love love speaking to all the males, but it's nice to have something different, you know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. I'm really privileged. Like I'm the first one. I feel mm. really special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think like a lot of a lot of people want to know is what what where, where did your media career start or where, where, like what made you want to get into media versus, you know, the casual nine to five, you know, type job? Yeah. Well, with me, it's a bit weird because I kind of wanted to do it, like to be in the media industry since I was like a child. So basically I grew up in Milan, Italy. Mm. And uh, even though my parents did both, like neither of them works in the media industry. My mum works in finance. My dad worked in finance and then got into the <coughs> motorbike industry. So really, really different careers. But I, ha- I always had like family, friends and stuff that were, you know, in broadcasting, TV, stuff like that. One of my ex stepmoms actually was a, quite a famous singer in Italy. So I was like, oh, I want to be a singer. And so I started singing. And then I got to, I think I was like 18, 19. And I actually got into, um, I was accepted in one of like, you know, the biggest universities for singing in the UK. And then I literally chickened out. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? (laughs) So I got into audio and being an audio engineer so I started studying audio engineering and then everyone was like Irene I'm not sure if you are you know you're good at audio but you chat a lot you should get into radio (laughs) presenting and I did I was like yeah of course I got some family friends that were radio presenters well we still are and I was like, I've always been fascinated about it. So I got into radio. Um, I started radio presenting and radio producing. So when I started producing radio, I was like, I am um, basically, I started in the UK. I got back when I, after my first degree, I got back to in like to Italy for a couple of months. So I started producing radio there. Um, and then I got back to the UK and I started working in the UK in an Italian radio station presenting. And then I got into my uh, master's in radio. And wow. then I've got, yeah, I've got into this, this job at Fubar Radio. So it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit confusing, but yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've been in like, because you've kind of like touched all the, um, the different kind of jobs in radio rather than just like mm-hmm. sticking to one was that so like again like you're saying you could find like the niche that you that you were really good at and then stick to that or was that just because you kind of just wanted to try them anyway so 
Um, the thing is, funny enough, uh, I really want to present, but then, you know, reality hits you and then you go, well, to learn how to present well, you also have to learn, you know, production. And or like, if you want to get into the world of radio, it's easier to get through production and then eventually ending up presenting and doing a bit of both at the same time. Mm. And I started getting into production. I was like, I actually like this. Like, I like to create and coming up with ideas. And also I was like really good at audio editing because I did like a degree in audio engineering. So I was like, actually, I'm really useful in production and editing because like some people that work in the in the media industry in the you know radio industry might know like a lot about you know scheduling and you know producing shows but you know they don't often have the audio knowledge of an audio engineer so I'm kind of like a bit special and a bit you know mm. so yeah I think I'm always also I'm I'm the kind of person that always like to likes to try things. Right. Uh, I never stand still in my little you know bubble. I always want to learn something new. Yeah. So I think that's why I tried all this you know little stuff, and then you know I learned a bit about social media. So I kind of like learned how to well when I was working in on in the Italian radio, London One Radio. I learned, you know, a bit of video, filming, social media, this and that. And yeah, it's just like, I'm a creative person and I can't stand still. So I think mm. it's due to my personality and being, you know, all over the place. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think like, I think when it comes to um, media, again, like you said, that it's, it's sometimes like the type of thing where, yeah, you can realise like, that's really what I want to do. But then you kind of click and be like, actually, you try something and you're like, that's actually where I should be you know what I mean but you never miss like because you are kind of technically now you know you are kind of behind the scenes do you ever do you ever kind of like you know like maybe like want to you know present a little bit more rather than being or would you like you said would you rather just like continue with your ideas and coming up and like seeing other people do them if that makes sense no that's the thing I like a bit of both so um in the past two years or so, I was doing, as you said, much more like behind the scene. And I was like learning actually a lot in terms of presenting by seeing other people presenting. And I was at, at that point, I was like, you know what? I want to get back into presenting. So now I'm presenting for Isn't and Radio. I've got my own show, uh, which is all about tattoos, as you can see. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so yeah, I now I do a bit of both, mm-hmm. which I think is the best of both worlds, uh, because you get to, on one side, you get to create and come up with ideas and like, you know, kind of manage the whole situation. Obviously, you know, I'm an assistant producer, so I've got producers above me in, um, in FUBA, but in Islington, because it's so um independent everyone kind of like creates their own shows i am the person that kind of like creates the show comes up with features you know because i know a bit about tattoos i know who to approach in terms of guests 
I usually interview just tattoo artists and basically every single episode is one tattoo style. So I kind of, you know, then conduct research. So I I do a bit of both at Islington Radio and then I just do the kind of like back end kind of thing at FUBA Radio. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, you know, I think, for me, it's the balance of having to. I was really missing presenting and having my own show mm-hmm. because as I think you can tell by, by me chatting all the time, <laughs> I'm a bit, <laughs> you know, I, I, I really can't stop chatting. And also I kind of, I'm a bit of an egocentric kind of person. So <laughs> I really do like being at the center of the attention. And also I like to interview people because, you know, as you know, as you know, mm. it's really interesting listening to other people's stories, you know, and I think, you know, it, it just makes you feel a better person learning. I don't know, I'm really curious. So it just makes me feel like a, you know, a better person learning about, you know, new people, their own stories, you know, exceptional people, because obviously, you know, at the moment I'm interviewing to two artists and I'm so passionate about, you know, the whole culture um, all around the world. I would say cultures, not culture. Uh, So obviously you having, you know, let's say uncommon people, they're having an uncommon lifestyle Mm. and they always have like mad stories. So I love that. So yeah, I I finally found my my kind of like balance. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever like, would you ever do one rather than the other though? Because I know you said that you obviously you you really like where you are, but would you ever like if one say one presenting was to really take off, would you would you can necessarily leave that or if you were able to like get to like the you know as you said the producer producer side would you ever like leave the presenting and then just do that or would you still like to kind of have that twist of them both I think if I have to pick one or the other I would pick like if I really really had to Mm -hmm. I would probably pick the presenting right but it would be like a very hard choice because I really learned to love production. It's mm. so fascinating. It's a, it's a completely like other world. It's like, <clears throat> sorry, it's like the people that make things happen really and truly. Mm. So it would be a very hard choice. Ideally, I would love to be, you know, one day like head producer somewhere and then have my, you know, um, presenting on the side. Hmm. being absolutely real and brutal in broadcasting it's really really hard making a living just out of presenting it's very very hard like you know there are people that are really well known um that have shows and stuff and that is their side job kind of thing Hmm. like you know don't I think for everyone who's listening to this and watching this um, and thinks that getting into presenting is very easy or you're going to get paid straight away, I think 99% of the times kind of like forget about it. Do it for passion first. And then if it gets you money-wise anywhere, absolutely fantastic. But it, it, you know, just 
bear in mind, there's not, you know, a lot of money flowing. And obviously I can't name names mm. because of NDAs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there, there are people that you would say, no way, like he gets or she gets that little for that show, mm. TV or, you know, radio, especially radio, but TV, absolutely. Mm. So, you know, and across the board in the industry, you know, there are very few people in the industry that manage to get a living just out of presenting, mm. just saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that people need to realise as well, because um, I always reference back to, you know, other podcasts I've done, and I was speaking to people recently and that, and they were saying, yeah, you'd, you'd think that, like, you know, you see all these numbers online that people get and all this sort of stuff, but that's, you're, you're forgetting, like, every other thing they actually do for the business. You know what I mean? It's not just necessarily exactly. one tiny, tiny wee thing. It's like, you know, 10, 20 things. That's why they get paid, you know, yeah. you know a lot, a lot of money. But again, would you say, you know, as in your, you know, your personal opinion, would you say having some other form of like, um, you know, have, obviously you have your grades, which is really impressive, to be honest. But would you say it's also better having like kind of something like this or even not even like this, just any sort of presence online where people may know who you are? Would you say that would help you get into the industry or would you say that might hinder Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think nowadays loads of people so I think the industry nowadays is much easier and much more difficult at the same time right. because everyone can produce a piece of content whether it's video you know YouTube videos mm -hmm. whether it's social media pictures and you know little snippets or whether it's audio with podcasts like everyone can, you know, has a computer and can create content. So, you know, the market in a way is oversaturated, but at the same time is very, you know, fair in the sense of everyone has the chance of getting in and everyone has a chance to be listened to mm. or watched, or, you know, before you just have to, you know, go through, TV, radio, and that's it. Now there are so many different, you know, platforms and ways that you can get your voice out. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, there are so many people that are trying to do it. So yeah. you have to stand out. So I definitely, like, if anyone, again, like, if someone is listening to this and, you know, wants to have, like, a career in media, especially presenting um definitely go for you know go for you know online platforms mm. absolutely you know you might spend a lot of time you know uh kind of you know pushing your online content which is amazing and then one day eventually you get there you know into radio or into tv now mm. i honestly i have so many friends that pushed first that like, you know social media, YouTube, videos, podcasts, whatever, and now finally made it. Mm. Absolutely. Like one, I can give you one example. Like he's like a friend of my boyfriend and, you know, we ended up, you know, not being close, but as in, you know, kind of like having a good acquaintance and mm. his name is Lee Joggenoff. Right. So 
he uh this guy was you know on instagram social media in general posting videos he started saying like oh i'm 30 i want to be a presenter on tv or radio and everyone was like oh you're too old oh you know you're you know uh, people will discriminate you stuff like that you know he smashed it he's absolutely smashed it he's got the talent for presenting he's like you know absolutely great at what he does and you know through years and years of promoting himself on social media he finally managed to get a place in one of you know channel 4's shows he's uh, in wow. a place in the sun so he's like prom- like presenting in a place in the sun now the new series mm-hmm. you know he always wanted to do it he invested his time you know he invested his money as well and you know he finally made it and that's yeah. exactly what we wanted in life and so you know you've got real life examples of of that so mm-hmm. i think definitely this is the new way forward yeah yeah it's about being like realistic with your dreams as well though like not expecting to like wake up tomorrow morning and be like well for example you know jumping on like you know radio one or as you said channel four or bbc knowing that that's oh, not yeah. gonna happen you have to have like not at all you know a realistic timeline like not like yeah. two years three years maybe like five years to ten years where you actually yeah. want to be but you bring up a good thing there about um negativity and that how, how did you deal with if you got any obviously how did you deal with like negativity by people saying like you know why don't you just go and get like a normal nine you know normal nine to five job quote unquote and that sort of thing how did you deal with rather you're like now nah, i want to do something that's like you know class has been completely different and be involved in like mm. media and radio how did you deal with that well i think <laughs> i think like i've got so no i haven't got so much pressure from you know my family mm-hmm. i don't I, they are really supportive but of course i you know the people that kind of went why don't you want to get like a normal job Well, more like you know my family they were like really like are you sure um are you gonna be able to pay a mortgage anytime soon or stuff like that and they still do it because obviously like they you know they don't fully understand the industry also they you know my mom used to live in london but she moved back to italy so you know different country different things and obviously you've like don't get me wrong it's a completely different life like you know I would say no matter what when you are in media you have to think of yourself as a business itself especially if you're doing presenting because you know production you know you can be part of like production teams you can be part of like bigger companies but presenting is like you are your own company you have to be able to promote yourself on social media you're you know you're working 24 7 if that's what you want to do like full-time you're working 24 seven, investing your own money into that. You know, every no that you say to any opportunity is a big no. Like you have to get, you have to be ready to kind of like have that hunger for your passion that you don't necessarily need to have when you're doing a nine to five. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you do a nine to five, you study, you get good grades, 
you end up, I mean, I'm, I'm making it super easy. It's not as easy with, you know, all due respect to yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously there's more of a fairness in terms of like, you know, I hit that grade at uni, then I end up doing an internship. I'm good. I'm going to be promoted. I'm going to be hired in this company. Mm-hmm. I can stay in the company for like 10 years and stuff. And that's pretty much it. You know, this pros and cons. Some people that do nine to fives, they just go, I don't really like my job. Like, or my sister, she's like, um, she's a designer, like mm-hmm. uh, for apps and stuff. And she wow. pretty much does a nine to five. Yeah, she's, she's sick. Uh, but yeah, she pretty much does a nine to five, slightly creative, but she does a nine to five. She's like, you know what? My job is not my life. Totally mm-hmm. fair enough, you know. You've got yeah, your passions, you've got, you know, on the side. When you do media, your job tends to be your life. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. j- just saying. Mm-hmm. So it's. I think you have to, if you want to get in media, you have to, you know, have a conscious decision on what you are willing to kind of like give up in your life which could be time could be you know passions and stuff if you're willing to do that are you willing to you know do a lot of work for free because that's how you start and are you you know what are you willing to do what are you prepared to do how are you going to see your life because obviously you know if you want a nice house in the suburbs and you know a dog and like three four children maybe media is not necessarily for you. I'm not saying that there, are, there aren't people like that in media that do like a media job and mm-hmm. then have exactly that. But, you know, it's, it's not exactly as easy to have that mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're doing a media job, you know, compared to a night classic nine to five job. I don't want to scare anyone off, but you know, there are things I think you have to take into consideration. No, you know, it's very hard to be, let's say the Beyonce of the, you know, the situation. There's one in a lot, you know what I mean? There's one in a thousand or in a million of Beyonce's that has like nice houses, this, this and that. The industry looks really shiny and glittery and this and that, but people do not see that there's a lot of work and it's a long way up. That's mm. what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, as you, as you say, you're completely right. But I think it's nowadays is that people are like very naive. So they will see mm-hmm. like, you know, I was speaking to someone the other day about, um, you know, see watching football presenters and, you know, like Gary Lineker and stuff like that. And people like, I want it here. And it's like 2 million a year or something. They're like, yeah, I want to do that. It's like, yeah, but you're not going to get that that quickly though. Yeah, that's fair enough no, saying you want to earn you know, millions a year. It's fair enough having like the skies there to like look at yeah. and dream for a reason. But yeah. you need to, you need to realize like he was a football player a long, long time ago. So he started yeah. off that and he started off when he was a kid and then it yeah. started off and he was like, like I can't yeah. remember, it's like ten or something like that, and then where he is now, it takes a long time to hit. But like, yeah. what what a, a, a question I always like to ask people, and I always like to ask them like mm-hmm. really randomly to catch them off guard. To be quite frankly yeah. honest, is it what would you say is like your biggest flaw? Oh my god, I'm so messy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, no, okay, no, it's not my biggest flaw. Um, I think one thing that it's definitely my flaw is that I'm a bit too egocentric and I fit and I speak too much. And I think when you, if, especially in presenting, if you want to present, you have to learn to listen properly to the people at every single job. But, mm. you know, you have to learn to listen to other people and mm. then, you know, kind of like take it in. It's not always about you. And I think there's a big problem is, you know, loads of people have a similar problem when they get into, especially like, you know, being in front of the camera or being in front of the mic, that they think it's all about them. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, you have to learn to kind of like be interested, especially if you want to interview people, you have to learn to be interested mm -hmm. in what the other person has to say, because you're going to, you know, miss a lot. And also, you know, you know, by, you know, when I do production, I have to listen to people that are, you know, very egocentric sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I haven't had, you know, recent presenters at all that are like that. They're very kind of like, you know, open and interested in what, for example, the guest has to say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in previous jobs, especially, um, I have heard, or like, you know, when, you know, um, when I'm just listening to podcasts, like randomly and stuff, yeah. I have to say, I hear a lot of people that like the sound of their voice more than, you know, what the interviewee has to say. Mm. And with that, it really comes out. Like it, you, people really perceive that. And you're not going to be a likable character if you mm. do that. So if you, yeah, I would say that's my big issue and I'm working on it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not doing a great job by the sound of what I just said. No, no, you are. But I think, I think that that's what it comes down to as well. It's like I got asked the other day, like, how do you choose who you interview and how do you choose? I like conversation mm. better because interview sounds like really they know dirt about you or something like that and I, I don't like that word I like conversation so having a conversation with people and it's mm. like I have to genuinely take an interest in the person you know so everybody mm -hmm. I've spoken to I genuinely have to you have to take a genuine interest like you will as well if you're interviewing your tattoo artist because if yeah. it was an artist that you didn't necessarily like you're not really going to pay attention to what they say because you don't mm. like the person you've, you've no mm. kind of like not necessarily history but no like connection is a good word connection with that mm. person but Again, though, it, it comes down to like something I'm always interested in. A lot of people I know will be interested in. What made you want to be on like, because obviously radio, take away like, as we had a conversation before, like Zoom and stuff like that, take away that side of it. Mm -hmm. What made you want to be like kind of vocal rather than being on the telly and on presenting like that side, like, you know, like everybody see, necessarily seeing you versus mm -hmm. hearing your voice. What made you want to do that? You know what? I will always be open to TV. Like it's not, you know, I think when you work in this industry these days, like there's not TV and then on the other side radio. It doesn't work like that anymore. As you, you know, as we're doing right now, we are on Zoom, we are, you know, <coughs> video and audio at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, again, as we said, online stuff, video, audio, it, it kind of like, you know, the industry nowadays, you know, you can't just separate the two. So I wouldn't say, you know, I kind of like 
by choosing radio, I've excluded TV. Mm. Um, but the difference between the two for me is that, you know, radio ha is more kind of like in, in, in the production process of, of radio shows. Mm. It's, it's much more of a cozy environment. It's a cozy medium, like you're closer to the guest, even physically, you know, but even mentally, you're closer to the guest. There's not much going on, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas instead, if you see the production of TV, most of like, you know, even interview shows, think about some of the best interview shows. I like think about Oprah Winfrey show, like, you know, think, think that mm -hmm. there's so much going on there. Like so many people, so much going on. It's, you know, you, you have to have a specific talent also like to work in TV because you have to be, you, you know, your focus has to be, let's say, if you're interviewing someone, you, you have to focus on the person. Then you have to look at the camera, read, you know, that your lines and then go back to the person, move to that camera, move to that, the other camera. Mm. And I've tried a couple of times. Trust me, it's very confusing. And I think, you know, I really rate people that are capable to do that because it's absolutely, absolutely hard. And even production of TV, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot involved. Not saying that radio, there's not a lot involved, but you're focusing more on the audio and you're focusing on the content a lot and, you know, on the timings. Same thing for TV in terms of timings. Mm -hmm. But TV has so many elements that you're not even realizing that are there. And it's everything is like to the millisecond. Same thing as radio, but you have less things to think about. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I think the fact that you've got so many different elements to a show in TV makes it a bit um, over the top in a way. Mm -hmm. And then it makes it kind of like less, um, I wouldn't say human because it, it, TV is, is such an amazing medium, mm -hmm. but it just makes it colder. Like, you know, things are almost like, almost like more professional, even though they're not. But, you know, it's, it's two different worlds. I wouldn't say I am against TV. I am absolutely pro TV. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I just say like the environment of the two medium it's slightly different. But again, because it's the 21st century, there's not much, you know, um, you know, people just go back and forth, TV, radio, radio, TV, TV, radio, social media, Twitch, for example, mm. then TV again, stuff like that. So it's very, you know, I don't think people should see it as like a separate thing anymore. It's just one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, it, it, yeah, it's very like, me being one saying to somebody i want to be in the media industry they're automatically mm. going to be like oh you want to be in tv because media mm. everybody associates media with like tv netflix you know prime all these sorts of mediums mm -hmm. but yeah radio radio i think a lot of some sometimes people do forget that radio is probably arguably the big, biggest media source out there a hundred percent personally would have said Wait. It's definitely the oldest, if you think about, well, I mean, if you don't take press, because obviously yeah, press yeah, is yeah, the yeah. oldest. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's definitely the oldest. And I think, you know, 
it has a certain fascinating industry, uh, industry history. Mm-hmm. Um, considering that, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, there are so many memories in radio history. Like radio was the, you know, in Second World War, the radio was the medium to kind of like listen to, you know, I don't know, the King's speech here or, you know, big speeches or music. That was the kind of like only thing that would keep you kind of like attached to the rest of the world in a situation that was so, for example, World War Two was so tragic and so hard to go through. And that was the entertainment that, let's say, yeah, our grandparents had at that time. You know, radio has had so many important roles in history, in good and bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got, you know, um, you know, if you study, like, um, what happened in Rwanda, um like the genocide in Rwanda and yeah, yeah. radio was literally one of the reasons why the what happened happened because mm. it was the 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 medium that brought this you know terrible propaganda around the country and convinced you know many people to go and kill other people for absolutely no reason, just yeah. based on, you know, propaganda and lies. So, you know, in, you know, in the good and the bad, like people sometimes forget how radio is so, so powerful because it has the power to low key get into your house and like, you know, make you listen to things rather than other things, you know, convince you of certain ideas. When you're watching TV, you're actively watching TV. So, you know, you know, you have more awareness of what is happening. Whereas instead, think about how you would listen to radio. Oh, okay, I'll just, you know, uh, listen to this show or this other show while I'm doing, while I'm washing the dishes or while I'm, you know, hoovering. Well, not don't do it while hoovering. You're not going to listen, you know, you're not going to hear too much. <laughs> but, you know, you don't actively go, I'm in front of a screen and I'm receiving information. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like low key receiving information. And, you know, people, that's why people, you know, forget how powerful psychologically like this is, you know? So yeah, I mean, again, I'm a big fan of TV and I'm a big fan of like shows, productions and stuff, but I've always kind of like had this fascination for radio and audio. And I think that came through, you know, music and then audio engineering Mm -hmm. and then eventually. Uh, radio I hope I, I answered the question <laughs> you did yeah you did I think like something something as well that everybody that's involved in you know radio necessarily personally would say more in radio hasn't probably tried everything that's the thing like you mm-hmm. kind of have to like work for free type thing and I was speaking to somebody the other day that works for a uh, Bauer radio Bauer media group sorry so they do obviously a lot of the adverts and stuff like that and they yeah. were saying that yeah you have to actually like to work for a like a huge 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 company even a little company mm. you have to like work for free but that puts a lot of people off because obviously money arguably money is what keeps most mm. people going every day you know they wake up in the morning yeah. and money and stuff like that but what what because obviously you said you did work you know intern work and you're know, helping work out and it's not necessarily money that you know 
kept you going so what what would you say like one thing is that like keeps you going every day and the takeaway because obviously it's not money so what 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 is it that does keep you motivated every day the love for my job just like loving what I do like that's the thing when when people ask me it's just like would you rather have a villa and do something that you hate every day mm. or living in a studio flat and do something that you love every day because you know, you know, there's that that saying that you know, um, if you do what you love for a living, you don't have to work, and like for one day in your life, right? Yeah. There's yeah. that saying. And to be fair, I'm quite lazy, so I hate doing stuff that I hate. So I was like, would I rather? And then I was like, no, I'm quite lazy. I would rather do something I love for my whole life than <laughs> than actually get earn money and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think it's prior. Everyone has different priorities. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, what keeps me going every day mm -hmm. is the love for my job. And yeah. I think it's a lot like that for most people in the media industry. Because otherwise, like, you know, now I've got, you know, now I've got a job and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm paid well and, you know, I'm safe and this and that. But, you know, obviously for years, I say like, you know, I've, I've done, especially like when I, after my first degree, I've done work, like sometimes I was paid, a lot of times I wasn't, you know, I had like a low pay mm -hmm. most of times. You have to learn a lot before, you know, you actually get, you know, earn a credibility in the industry for people to then pay you, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you have to be ready to go through all of that mm. and then one day you'll get paid. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's not that no one gets paid in the media industry because otherwise it's a bit, you know, <laughs> it would be quite problematic. Yeah. But, um, and you wouldn't have like people that, you know, have families and kids and this and that. Like mm. it, it happens eventually. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, you just have to go through the kind of like, you know, first few hard years so yeah. yeah yeah I guess about being again I put it back to about being like not being like you know really naive and being like mm -hmm. oh thinking you're going to walk into you know x amount of because I've said I, I don't really like talking numbers but x amount of numbers you know a year you're going to earn and it's like yeah okay let's aim for that one it's not actually like that and you you said mm -hmm. about the opportunities you say no to you said you're going about that and I think that's something that everybody I've spoken to has processed it's like you could get one of the guys was saying he got um it was like Percy the cat or something like that. It's something to do with one of the radio stations. He was at their mascot and it was completely free. And mm -hmm. he said, obviously he was like, yeah, I'll do it. So he did it. And he ended up getting beaten up by kids by swords. And he ended up all this got soaking wet and all this sort of stuff. But then that yeah. led him on to presenting on a show. And then that led him on to, so he was like, if I hadn't taken that job for free, then yeah. I, this would not have happened. Like it wouldn't have happened as yeah. quick and it wouldn't have happened. So yeah. it does, it does come down to like, it's every little opportunity that comes even if you'd really don't want to do it, you have to say yes, because it's Absolutely. What's, what happens to like the 10 opportunities that then, you know, arise from that, from that one. Yes. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. Again, it's a domino. People forget that in the media industry, it's a domino effect. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to get a job because of your previous job. Like it's mm -hmm. always like that, you know, even, um, uni courses I loads of people say that in the industry uni courses oh no don't don't bother doing uni don't do this don't do that 
But you know what? I, you know, in my personal experience, it's been great. Like if I didn't go to, well, I, I then ended up doing masters in radio, as I said before. Yeah. If I didn't do my masters, I wouldn't have got into this job opportunity. I wouldn't, you know, have done. I've done like an internship for for the for Fubar Radio before getting hired, mm. and they were like, "We really like you. We we want to hire you." Um, so yeah, you know, like even though I was doing a masters, I was still doing you know an internship, you know, and you know you just have to do these things and things follow after that and like obviously you know I get I got the masters because I was doing radio before that and you know that's why you know I said oh I've done this 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 and that in radio um well you know can I be part of this course and they were like oh of course this is this and that so Mm. it's always like a domino effect so never be snobbish in this industry Mm. and always actually treat people nicely because Mm. as you said you know you're going to get you know you're going to do a job unpaid but you're going to be nice to people and they're going to like you and then they're going to refer you for your next job and stuff like that so yeah just think about this this your career as a domino effect It's, it's not like other careers and other industries where you know you just need like a nice piece of paper on your CV saying, I've done this, 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 and that. Mm. And they're going to go, oh, interesting, cool, we're going to pick you. It's, you know, much more complicated in this industry. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but that's, again, that's, um, it's probably, you know, the same reason as yourself. That's what attracted me even wanting to be in media because it's different. Like, I don't want to be like, Mm. oh, you know, what does he do? He works at, obviously, nothing against anybody that does that, but, you know, he works at this job, it's nine to five, nine to six, but then you've got someone else, oh, this is what he does, constantly busy, involved in media. Oh, I know who that is, you know, bloody, bloody, bloody. It, yeah. it, makes, it makes kind of life that little bit more exciting, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool, let's admit it. Like, when mm. you go to the pub and you go, oh, what's your job? I work in radio, I work in media. Everyone goes like, ah, you got a yeah. cool job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, obviously you have to do it for, for more serious reasons because you love, you love what you do, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you I would never like go. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. What you were saying? What you were gonna say? No, I was just saying like if you don't passionately love this job, don't do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. It's my bad. The, that's the thing as well. Is you have to. Again, it comes back to what you said before. Like, I mean, even like you were like, what keeps you going every day? And you were like, because you love what you do. It wasn't like a oh, let me think about that or even stop. And it was literally as soon as I said it, the answer came out because you love what yeah. you do and you have you have to be like that because then again, yeah. you're literally just wasting time. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. You can't take time back again. Like every yeah. minute and every second, somebody you spend on something, you can't actually get that back. You know what I mean? And I yeah, think yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like, wow, that's way out there. But you kind of have to look at it like that. Sometimes. You kind of have to take that little bit of seriousness yeah. sometimes and just look at it like that. But I think a good question... Um, I like to ask people as well as who did who did you look up to as a kid like non-celebrity wise and then mm. celebrity wise because sometimes it's like yeah. a lot of people say it's somebody in media but then some people say it's nothing even to do with that it's something like completely different but what would you mm. say is like a non-celebrity and a celebrity you look up to or celebrity quote, unquote. Uh, okay I've got a few <laughs> <laughs> um I know this sounds cliche but I would say my mum um non non celebrity um no because she's such a strong woman 
-hmm. and she's kind of like she obviously on a career level she's done really well in her career mm -hmm. and she managed to go against all odds like she was a single mom of two girls working 12 hours a day and managing to you know raise two daughters and still have like a very successful career yeah. so that definitely that um in terms of the media industry people that are fairly well known that i look up to that i know uh definitely a couple of, of like family friends mm -hmm. that were doing radio mm -hmm. and i remember actually my dad's best mate I, I when i was 20 like he he's basically the um creative uh director of virgin radio italy wow. and yeah he went okay so irene do you want to work in radio okay cool let me you know let me invite you in virgin radio and like show you how it works from a to b to c to z mm -hmm. um and i'll you know this is how it is I'm not going to get you a job because you, you know, you don't deserve it now. You are a nobody at the moment. So no nepotism. Um, but this is, if, if you want to do this, this is how it works. And I was, I remember I was like 2021, something like that. And I was like, you know what? I actually want to be like you one day is in, you know, creative, creative director, and then presenting his own show on Virgin radio and then presenting, you know, another show on TV and then another show on TV and stuff like that. I was like, you are able to create, but also deliver mm -hmm. on camera or mic or whatever. So definitely him. And um, by the way, his name is DJ Ringo, <laughs> but, and he's not Ringo Starr, two different people. <laughs> um, and then celebrity, I'm gonna say Oprah. Like I'm a right. big, big fan of Oprah. I mean, who's who's not a fan of Oprah? Like mm. everyone loves Oprah. Yeah. But it's on a you know on a female level, mm. she's she's again she's been a woman that's been capable to go against all odds in you know essentially a country that has race issues mm -hmm. you know we, we can't deny it after you know black lives matter and you know the george floyd case you know and also media in the u.s has some race issues i'm not saying that you know there are people in the industry that actually say it right, okay. and being a woman again we can't deny it after the whole me too movement that the media has some you know sexist issues it's, it's just you know a, it's not a point of view it's just you know a fact mm -hmm. um not saying that everyone is racist and everyone is sexist no, but, no of course of course no you know there are some issues there and she's been capable of going against a lot and you know have a very successful career and i think she's like one of the richest women on earth which yeah, is like, really weird because you yeah. work in media and, and we've just been saying you're not paid that much and there's and, this and that but mm. then you there's oprah winfrey who's like one of the most powerful richest women on earth mm. and she works in media <laughs> so you know she smashed it yeah i think she's you worth know? like four billion dollars or something like that it's something yeah. mental yeah but exactly but the, the thing with like media and something that a lot of people don't actually realize is that mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like you can just 
turn your phone off type thing and then dis- kind of like disappear from social media yeah. type thing because if you walk into the I can, well can imagine if you walk into the office and someone asks you like a random question about something and you have no clue about it but they're like mm. how don't you know about that but something that you know you were saying the social media which we will get off at you at the end so we can you know give it to everybody but do you ever like have you not have you ever posted anything you shouldn't have but do you ever feel like you have to kind of like monitor what you say on social media or have you just never came across like do you just kind of like keep it at a certain level anyway or do you feel you have to monitor what you say just because of jobs and you know things like that what you yeah um it's a very interesting question actually Mm -hmm. uh since i've been working in media i've been much more careful about what i say and i put out Mm -hmm. um just you know yeah some people say um you know don't be too political people are not gonna hire you i i'm not sure about that i've personally i've never encountered that um i actually you know i work for a company that has quite similar views you know of you know similar to mine so you know i don't um i and they never really you know said oh why let's say did you post that picture or that picture they're quite you know, your social media, your social media, right. what you are at work, it's a different thing, mm. two different thing. And you have the right to be whoever you want on social media. Obviously, you know, <laughs> definitely don't slag off your, your own company on social media. They're going to figure it out. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> so that's the, that's not that, but no, um, I feel I'm quite open, but at the same time, I'm not too political on social media. Happens a couple of times, but not too political. But more so because, like, knowing how social media is, Mm. um, I'd rather, before I say something about a matter or whatever, I'd rather actually research what what it is, what it is about, what the source is, because, you know, it's really easy to retweet and it's really easy to like press share, but it's not as easy to kind of like do your research and fully understand the matter yeah. and, you know, the different sources, what is right and what is wrong, what is true and what is fake. So I'm really, really careful about social media uh, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard from friends that said, you know, I've been too vocal about this and that's maybe why they haven't hired me here or there. But again, like that, you know, there's nothing like, you know, set on paper, like, you know, no one is actually going to email you. Well, you know, we're not going to hire you because you tweeted this or that or that. Mm. I personally suggest to anyone in any industry being you know working really close in like social media environments and stuff be careful about what you put out like be really careful like it's you know twitter instagram whatever it's not your personal notebook if you want us to have a go at that write it in a notebook don't you know especially like you know you have loads of cases like of like horrible trolling and and stuff like that and like so many, you know, things that are, are so horrible. That's why personally, I don't even have Twitter, for example, because I, I don't right. like it. I think, you know, just, it's just, you know, nowadays it's just 
can I say verbal diarrhea? Mm -hmm. You can say that. You're not the only person to say that. Don't worry. <laughs> so I just think, you know, it clearly shows and reflects how people do not think before they say something. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, whatever job you have, and I think, you know, sometimes it's even harder if you have jobs like in banks and stuff like that, because then, you know, if you post a picture of, you know, you out with your mates having drinks and looking absolutely smashed, mm. trust me, you know, they can see it. Like, mm. and they're gonna have a look and go, you didn't look really professional. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, you know, if you work in media, you necessarily, I mean, that's that's not my, um, my experience. Some people might say otherwise, but mm. uh, as for my experience, I've never been, you know, um, in a situation where someone said, well, actually, we don't, we're not really happy with what you posted kind of thing or mm. at work or, you know, other, you know, in, in the industry. Mm. Again, I think I've got a political social point of view that's quite shared in the media industry anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I politically uh i think i'm i'm more slightly more left than, than right so you're gonna you know in the creative industry everyone is slightly more left and right usually not okay not all the time then you've got you know people we can't mention but you know like yeah. you, you got you got all, all kind of people but yeah i would say just just a general suggestion like be careful about what you post on social media like you know mm -hmm it's not your private book, you know, or notebook or whatever. Like, you know, it's something that is public. And even if you delete stuff, it's still gonna be, you know, in a database somewhere. So mm. just be careful with social media. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be like uh, the very, you know, old grandma saying, social <laughs> media is bad for you. No, but just be careful. Yeah, I, I think know. what a lot of people, uh, well, you know, again, can say this quite, you know, happily that a lot, a lot of people do forget that, like, you know, the company you work for, whether it be in media, or whether it be working for, yeah, um, a good one was um, somebody was working in Asda and they tweeted about how they didn't like twelve-hour shifts and they hated their job, and Asda tweeted them back and said that we contacted <laughs> your manager and you don't have a job. Whether that was real or not, I don't know, but there was that thing. But it does. You have to remember every day that. that no matter who you work for you you are still representing that even if you're not being paid yeah. on the payroll at that time because you're finished mm -hmm. or you're way out or whatever you still represent somebody so like you still unless you work for yourself you represent that company yeah. constantly you yeah. know what I mean it and it does get like it does get to people sometimes when they're like oh I didn't get this job I wonder if it was because of this and you're like nobody can be like definitely was because you're not the employer but you can maybe yeah. say it was but I was going to actually ask you about that as well as how do you deal with like, because everybody deals with trolls, everybody gets trolls, mm -hmm. everybody has, I've, I've dealt with them, everybody I've spoken to has dealt with them, families dealt with them, everybody has. How do you deal with like negative trolls, we'll call them, how do you deal with that or do you just completely ignore the comment because you, you said you're only on mm -hmm. Instagram so if, yeah. if, how do you deal with like, for example, negative comments under a picture, if you get any obviously, if you don't, you know. But... No, I, I think, you know what, uh, since I'm not, <laughs> I'm not famous or anything like that. Um, I've been quite lucky so far, especially like, you know, in my adulthood, I never really experienced that much trolling 
at all. Mm. So I'm quite lucky. I think I had it more when I was like a a teenager, especially, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like there was this thing in Italy that everyone had, it's called Ask FM. So Uh, basically... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say I, I, I've heard, I've heard of that through like horror stories from people when they, when I ask them about social media, they tell me about that, and yeah. I mind saying to somebody, I was like, oh, what is, you know, what is? I genuinely thought that was like another form of like Facebook or something. They're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is like years ago. But then they tell me horror stories, and I'm like, damn, Christ. Yeah, yeah. When I was a teenager, um, I had Ask a Fam because obviously everyone had it. Blah 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 blah. And obviously, you know, it's even worse than Twitter sometimes because obviously you don't, you know, the the person that, you know, writes the comment or the message is completely like anonymous. So you have no idea of who he might or she might be. Mm -hmm. So I think I had a couple of like very hard, especially for a teenager, very, very hard comments on, you know, my body or, you know, my, my behavior or, you know, my personality. I would say though, and, you know, I'm not saying, oh yeah, I'm cool. I, I ignore all these people, you know, you should do the same because everyone is different. There are people that are more sensitive about things, the people mm. that are less sensitive about things. And it's totally fine, no matter, you know, who you are and how you are, like everyone, you know, it's different and it's, you know the world is beautiful because everyone is different i i am not really a sensitive person Mm. so i've always been like you know okay you are saying this you are saying this to me but you're actually spending your time to write something like that to me so if i'm worthless what are you Mm. (laughs) kind of thing i've always been like you know if you spent this mu- this amount of time to write all of that, like, and and you you're basically insulting me, then you really must you know you must hate me, but you must consider me like you know quite important for you mm. to literally waste your time to insult me. So I've always kind of like dismissed it, but that's just me, and mm. you know that's just how I react and how I reacted. I don't know how I'm gonna react maybe in the future if I'm gonna be trolled again or mm. not, you know, but I've, I've, you know, heard of people that, you know, get trolled every single day, like with horrific things, like, mm. you know, there are people that, you know, get death sentences and stuff like that through Twitter. And I think that doesn't make it any less dangerous that if it's through Twitter, is absolutely something illegal and you know people have to be prosecuted mm. anyway it's a crime it's a yeah. crime so you know and i think you know there has to be uh you know some sort of you know work on regulations on social media and you know things are getting better at right now but mm. you know we have to be careful and also like you know, even like stupid comments, you never know how it feels when you receive it, you know? Mm. And, you know, just, just you know, think, I, I would say to everyone, think before you just post stuff. Mm. And uh, I think loads of people, like in terms of trolls, I think loads of people, um, you know, they just express their frustration 
you know, on social media when like they're actually sad about their life and about how things are going for them. And they're just, mm. you know, pushing all that anger and all that frustration onto another person. And that's why like I personally try to not, you know, see it in, you know, trying to not be affected by it. I mean, mm. not that I'm having, you know, I'm having it right now, but back in the day. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's so it's almost like this person has clearly an issue with themselves and their own life. Mm. You know, they don't have a problem with, they don't even know me, like they don't, you know, but it's, they clearly have a problem, I don't. And I think is is you know, that psychological mentality of like drawing a line on, and it's not really easy, like it's not easy at all. So I totally sympathize with people that feel they are attacked by trolls and stuff. And I'm not saying, I'm guys, I'm doing it, you know, I'm doing better than you. Absolutely not, like full respect. But it is just like, you know, drawing a line and say, listen, you clearly got issues I don't Mm -hmm. it's really hard to do it these days like you know Mm -hmm. you can it's the same thing as like you know being in you know uh problematic relationships you know you have loads of like partners that put their frustration onto you and you just have to draw a line and go like whoa 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 whoa. you are like this I'm not like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah really hard it's all psychological I think and I think you know again as we said it like think before you you post and think before you know to do anything on social media but also kind of like if you have an issue with yourself and with your life don't take it on other people (laughs) yeah giving like a psychology lesson or (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a psychologist sorry (laughs) yeah it's turned into like uh, how to help you on social media 101 (laughs) yeah exactly sorry my bad (laughs) no no it's all good it's interesting I'm sure everyone will find it interesting but you you did make a good point about it's like when people say don't judge a book by its cover it's like yeah Mm -hmm. because that person might be biting back at you they might say something to you but then the next time they turn into like the nicest person you could ever meet and then you realize Mm -hmm. like I just use the analogy that you know that you know guy or girl would have been in a relationship and it could have broken down or you know their animal could have passed away or like anything mm-hmm. really like they want to go yeah. away and they can't get it so you never really know yeah. why someone is the way they are but yeah. then you do get other people that do like are like that doesn't matter to me I'm going to push it towards other people and you know all the negativity mm. and all the yeah. anger and frustration and that and that obviously like that yeah. does damage people but I think like I think that having a being in the media industry you kind of mm-hmm. have to get used to like people maybe saying stuff because people Absolutely. do you know comment on what media people do like you see it constant I don't want to bring up any particular issues but you do see yeah. it all the time that people do comment on anything anybody in media does you know anything mm-hmm. but then again it comes back down to like you know you represent this company so you kind of have to keep yourself to a standard but yeah it's like a and I wonder if you've ever came across you don't have to name any names obviously but like I wonder if you've ever came across it because um, like how you see people are on social media you know like the happiest they could be and motivating and like strong and yeah. everything but then in real life they're a completely different person have you ever came across anything from people in media have you ever came across anything where people are just like this way on social media and this <laughs> a million times um yeah I mean I think not naming names obviously no. um but like even before working in media 
because I was growing up in a very small, well, fairly small city, but quite international, mm -hmm. you know, I've always been used to, you know, knowing people that might be, you know, in the spotlight or stuff like that. So like, to me, I've never been like starstruck. I'm not that kind of person. Mm. Obviously, well, you know, when you work in media, we are talking about, you know, famous people, it happens, you do meet them. Sometimes, you know, you become friends. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes, most of the times it's just work, relationship, whatever. Mm. Um, obviously, I think anyone on social media shows the best of their selves don't they mm. and obviously you know you also have to think about this like nowadays people that are in the spotlight really and truly instagram is their business like even though they might not you know okay usually actors don't do that because obviously it's different kind of thing but if you are on tv a lot of the times instagram might be one of your you know sources of revenue mm. And that's how it works these days, because obviously, you know, brands want to, you know, sponsor you on, on social media. And sometimes some people might actually get more money from Instagram than from their job, you know, on TV. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it happens, you know, it's, it's just it's just how it, how it is these days. And so you have to take that into account. I think there's, you know, there's, you know, there's a kind of like consciousness arising these days, so which is, you know, making things better in general. Mm. But, you know, you just have to take that into account. And obviously, if you are in the spotlight, you do get a lot of trolling. And I think, you know, because personally, I grew up in a different way. So I've always been kind of used to people in the in media in the spotlight as I said before like yeah. you know one, my dad's best friend like I was like you know I want to be like you this and that and you know when you work with these people you do realize that they are not that they're not that character they're not that you know when you when you are a you know person working on tv or radio as much as you are true to yourself you're always as we said on social media, you're always that best side of yourself. You're always like showing one side to yourself, sorry. Mm. Um, so you have to take that into account. Those people are not like that in real life, most of the times, most of the times. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think the a big problem with people that are fans and stuff like that or people that like certain characters or certain people and then they see them on social media now social media is making everyone accessible mm -hmm. that one guy that in the 70s that you like the one rock star that you you know your dad liked, like he couldn't go and message him on instagram he could just, you know, watch them on TV or have a poster in their room. Now, like, whoever you like, you can just take your phone, send them a DM. Mm. And that, I think, makes famous people more, you know, human-like because mm. people don't have as much, you know, distant. Like, no, they're not so distant. They, they, you know, they're approachable. But at the same time, I think that raises another issue. The fact that so many people think that they kind of own these famous people kind of thing. They kind of own them. They kind of think they know who they are. Mm. 
Whereas instead, they just know a character. You know, you know how many times they're like, I, you know, I, I met this person like through work or, you know, here and there. And then, you know, people go, oh, did you meet them? Oh, oh my God, I hate this guy or I love this girl because it's like this, 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 and that. And you're like, you know what? I don't know them that well, but I spend like 10, 30, one hour, yeah, 30 minutes, one hour with them. And I definitely didn't have that impression of them. Mm. You haven't met them in your whole life but you still think you know them kind mm. of thing. It's really, it's a really problematic mentality when you, you know, detach the, as, the human aspect mm. from these people and make them into merchandise, into, you know, your object that you can, you know, approach whenever you want, that you can insult at whatever time. It, that is That becomes the big problem, I think, with with you know famous people and trawling mm. and the truth is they really they are like everyone else like they they poo they pee mm -hmm. <laughs> they do they're exactly like you know they're happy they're sad they walk the dog if they have one they you know it, it's just like they're human beings like everyone else how would you feel if one day instead of getting one troll you get 30,000 <laughs> it's just mm. like the hell you know mm. these people have feelings too they're, they're exactly like me and you so mm. yeah in terms of trawling for famous people I've seen it and it's I mean it's absolutely hideous and I just think again um it also comes back to the fact that people think they own these people but also people project their frustration because someone is making it they see someone being successful regardless of what that is happening in like their private life or whatever but they're seeing someone that you know is glowing and shining all over social media tv radio this and that and they feel entitled to project their frustration onto those people mm. and i think it's really sad and I think it's really problematic on a psychological level. Mm -hmm. And I always advise to everyone, if you don't like one, a person, just don't waste your time with them. Yeah, like, exactly. Whether, whether they're famous or not, just don't waste your time insulting them. Mm. Just move on. Yeah. I think it's because like a lot of people don't realize, like one of my favorite people out there is Will Ferrell. And a lot of people don't realize that just because you, for example, you don't like him from Get Hard or you don't like him from Anchorman or something like that. They're yeah. characters. Like, that's yeah. not Will Ferrell. Yeah. He's an actual, oh they're was, playing a um, character. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was one thing that I was like, I was mystified. So I don't know if you know, there was a Sky series that was called Gamora. It's uh, really famous internationally. And I remember there was a scene, spoiler alert, <laughs> where one character kills, like, a seven-year-old child, okay? Christ, yeah. And... People, when they watched it, they went on Twitter or like on this actor's Twitter going like, oh my God, you're such an awful person. This, this and that, you're F this, this, da, da, da. Um, 
how can you even do something like that? It was so mental that rappers in France were making songs against these guys just because they acted in a scene. And it's just like, sorry, wait a minute. The, the show is about mafia, by the way, and, and gangsters and stuff. And it's like, it's actually, you know, based in real life. So you could just go like, sorry, wait a minute. You're having a go at the actor that made a scene. Like he was acting in a scene. We're not having a go at the real guys that are really doing these things on the street. Like, how didn't you understand this guy is playing a character and he's not, he doesn't, he has not really killed someone in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit like, you know? Yeah. yeah it, so it is. I think, I think you made up a, a, a good point there in that it does, they literally are characters. But something interesting you were saying about, as well as about celebrities and Instagram. Do you think it's necessarily a good thing that this, these celebrities can maybe see all the negativity that's happening? Because before, obviously, mm. they got letters, but the letters didn't go to them. They went to like you know their assistants or their PA, yeah. you know, proper personal assistants. Do you think it's better that you know celebrities are necessarily more accessible now? Or because my, my mm. just to say my opinion, to be honest, is that it is a good thing, but it's also mm -hmm. a bad thing because if these actors read a certain thing, they might turn down roles, and that could then ruin you know that person's yeah. life their livelihood because even if you've got yeah. hundreds of millions of pounds that can still disappear so like it, it sometimes i think like it is good that we can access celebrities and get to like connect to these people one-to-one -one, but it does have a yeah. bad side to it all the time because of negativity yeah. and because of evil evil people that just want to put these guys down for no apparent reason yeah i think it's definitely a double-edged sword it makes you i think it makes you understand that these people are more human especially like you know with the new movements of like you know especially with women as well saying listen I'm a star I'm a celebrity this 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 and that but I'm not as I'm not perfect you know I've got I've got like issues got stretch marks I've got cellulite I've got this I've got that there's loads of women that are doing their you know celebrities and they're doing it on social media and I think it is helpful for young women that look up to these girls and go like, oh my God, like I, I literally, I can't have cellulite because this girl doesn't have cellulite. I can't have stretch marks. Not that, you know, that is the only wish, issue that women go through. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah. you are, if you are a girl and I think as, you know, guys as well, like I have to have a six pack, I have to have this, I have to have that because this guy has it because that, you know, and girls like, oh, I have to have that, you know, um, that bottom because, you know, this girl has it, you know mm. what I mean? Stuff like mm. that. Um, and I think it's really good that there are loads of people that are being proactive and saying like, listen, this is what the media shows you Mm -hmm. But I am not like that. I am a human being as much as you are. But as we said before, that then, you know, the accessibility that social media gives to fans, mm -hmm. that could be quite problematic because then, you know, it just in your psychology, like people, people just, I think people really struggle to just see, as, as we said, celebrities as human beings. They either see them as idols that are unreachable, that, you know, are kind of like aliens, or they see it as their object, the person that they know, uh, and they can, you know, they are entitled to tell them, like, any sort of thing, you know, mm. kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, as everything, 
there's always like, you know, a good side and a bad side. I think, you know, definitely in general, and this is to everybody, I think social media has to go through certain regulations. And I think we are going, we are going towards, you know, a world that, you know, an internet world mm. that will have more regulation gradually. Mm. Which is totally fair enough because like, you know, if I, you know, if I walk down the street and I punch you in the face, you know, that's illegal. Like, mm. I can't do that. Mm. If I go down the street and I insult you, that's verbal harassment. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Why from verbal harassment, we put it on social media and it's right of, you know, right of free speech or free thought mm. there's there's a difference between free speech and free thought and you know and just having a go at someone and threatening some someone and stuff like that if I go you know down the street and I like, see you face to face and I tell you like I'm gonna kill you that's a threat mm. like if I posted on social media it's like it's slightly like suddenly free, sorry freedom of speech mm. It's not, it's, it's still a threat. It's the same thing, you know mm. what I mean? So, and I've seen loads of people that literally have received things that are awful, like mm. awful. I've seen celebrities like, you know, being photoshopped on like, you know, ISIS pictures and like being beheaded. Like that's how awful the trolls went for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, again, being a human being, I've never gone through that. So I can't, I can't judge them if they literally felt awful about it. Who wouldn't? You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I've heard of people, you know, whose trolls have threatened their mothers or their family or, you know. So these things really can go really far for like a person that is in the spotlight. And is it fair? I don't think so because it's like if we are all human beings and all equal mm. then you know you have to take this into account like if, if it's happening to you you would go to the police and go oh my god like this person is seriously threatening me mm. but suddenly because they are celebrities they can't do it of course they can do it you know what I mean like mm. they they have to be entitled to do it you know and not be criticized for it because mm. it's, it's really you know it's a really psychologically tough life. I know it sounds a bit like, oh, boo-hoo, you're in the spotlight. <laughs> but still. At the end know? of the day, it's how they earn a living, though. So, like, these guys have to, like, they necessarily have to, do, you know, take things and do roles and stuff like that. And, I mean, they're not the ones writing the script. They're the actors. Mm -hmm. So it's like... You yeah, no, like... yeah, especially with actors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even, like, even necessarily obviously a lot of people in radio and that do obviously do their own kind of thing but say you mm -hmm. didn't do that and you say something it's not you that you should be going mad at it's the people behind you know behind you that you should be speaking to and having conversations with that it's mm -hmm. them but you know just to, as much as I, I love that conversation there just to get back to yourself a little bit yeah where, where would you say say like say say five to ten years down the line where would you say is maybe like because obviously nobody can be like I want to be that one thing because nobody mm. knows what could happen in 10 years you know what I mean yeah but like realistically yeah, yeah. would where would you say you want to be in like five to ten years like that kind of time frame wow uh, yeah that's, that's such a hard question everyone asks mm. me that I'm just like 
you know what, I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I definitely want to progress in production yeah. because like, it just makes me feel good to think about something, create something and then see it happening kind of thing. Um, I would always love to keep my presenting on the side. I would not want to, to kind of like, um, you know, quit presenting because I, I absolutely love it. But yeah, I would say definitely I would love to progress in production and, you know, eventually again, keep on having my own shows, possibly about tattoos because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a mad passionate about tattoos. But yeah, so that's, that's what I would love to see myself. Um, yeah, because yeah. usually people say like, oh, they want to, they are like, oh, I want to be with a family and stuff like that. But like, that's obviously oh, no. like, yeah, it's a kind of like cliche type thing. You want to, you want to like aspire to be like people, obviously like yourself that want to be like, want to yeah. rather like progress further in a career and do this sort of thing. And, you know, not just like, I want to have a family and kids because that's not really like, you know, it's not really that motivating to, to hear yeah. like, obviously yourself, you want to literally progress within, you know, what you're doing and that. It obviously is really Absolutely. motivating. But yeah, I want to say, um, yeah, I want to say thank you for your time and that. It means a lot. Oh, it's been a pleasure honestly it's been absolutely lovely to chat to you i appreciate it. i always love speaking to like you know different types of people and people from all different industries and everything like that. so it's always interesting but i'm sure our listeners will definitely find you like motivating and interesting and i think thank like you. it's all good i think like one thing they want to know is um where can they because you said you only use instagram so do you want to plug yeah. your instagram so my instagram is at ida ida mm -hmm. and then kaya k-a-y-a um basically that's my presenting name so then okay. you know you can figure out you know all my show and like all the episode of the show like ink it's ink is the radio and yeah like then you know listen to fubar radio guys if you want to hear like amazing shows mm. i'm not going to present them i'm not <laughs> presenting them but you've got massive names like you know nick helm bobby norris from towie mm. pete wicks from towie as well mm. <laughs> cc coleman they're all absolutely amazing and you're gonna love those shows so if you want to you know check fubar radio out it's at fubar radio if you want to go on fubar radio's website is uh, fubarradio.com mm. and yeah amazing yeah. <laughs> don't worry it. guys i'll get i'll get all i'll get our instagram and everything for you so we can put it in the tight and put it in the description and everything like yeah. that but have you have you got anything you would like to say to anybody just now before we before we leave um i would say again um i've been quite harsh during the interview about you know careers in media but if you love it you know it's always worth to get in media but you know you have to love it basically yeah it's <laughs> but, harsh yeah. but true though it's like it's you're not yeah. you're not naive so you know exactly how it is so like that's yeah. how that's what people people don't need like a naive oh yeah. it's going to be like fairies and rainbows it's like no that's not that's yeah. not the way the world is but yeah 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 anyway no, thank honestly, you for your guys keep going like for for, for media <laughs> there we go yeah anyway thank you very much guys thanks for watching like comment subscribe and the thank usual you. let me know what you guys think Thank you. See you later.